This is Roberta Foster, and welcome to today's edition of the Author's Corner, brought to you by KNEO 91.7 FM, The Word. Today I welcome Kim Harvey Brannon to Author's Corner. She's written the book, Quiet Conversations, What God Wants You to Know About Him, and she'll tell you more about how to find the book at the end of the program. Here's a little bit about Kim. She has created and taught Bible studies for over 35 years. She received a degree in journalism from the University of Florida and spent her career in marketing, public relations, and advertising. Before the past 15 years, she has served on the board of directors for a local early childhood education program to meet the needs of underserved neighborhoods and families. She was married nearly 33 years to John Brannon, who died from acute myeloid leukemia. She was born and raised in Tampa, Florida, where she still resides and has three grown children and tells us she has uh, endured the hurricane and is safe. And so we're so glad that you could find time to talk with us today, Kim. Oh, thank you, Roberta. I'm grateful that I'm safe and um, Florida has been dealing with a lot with this hurricane, but I'm grateful that as we move forward, we're hoping and trusting that most everyone will be um, on safe ground. Good, good. Well, one of the things that I read about your preparation in writing this book was that you spoke to some of your friends and about the book and the title, um, What God Wants You to Know About Him. That's actually the subtitle. And it, it, you report that one of your friends said, are you bold enough to think that you can know what God wants us to know about him? So tell us how you replied to that. <laughs> Well, one thing I love about all my friends is they're very candid, and we have very uh, real relationships. So it was actually more than one, but one in particular was like a gas is the word I would say. She was like, Kim, are you kidding? How do you think you were the one who knows this? And I said, well, I don't think God wants to keep it a secret. And I think anyone who is willing to take years and years to explore the depths and the context and the nuances in the Bible— can indeed discover what it is that God wants us to know about Him. I think that's one of the purposes of why God wanted us to have a written word of Mm -hmm. His story, and that through the Old Testament and the history, and then in the New Testament, the wisdom and experiences of Jesus and the disciples and the apostles, it's just a treasure And I think when you are able to study it over a long period of time, you get to connect dots Mm. from the Old Testament to Mm -hmm. the New. And I feel like when you see repetition of a theme of something that is emphasized by God, He's practically shouting it to the heavens Mm -hmm. that He wants us to know it. Well, you also said that you could have written a book with 50 or more concepts about what you believe God wants us to know. So how did you actually decide on the 16 that you wrote about? That is an excellent question, Roberta. Um, I literally could have written a book with 50 or 60 chapters, each of a concept, I believe, contained a foundational principle or truth that I think God wants us to know about Him. But first of all, I thought, Who wants to read a book that long with that many (laughs) chapters to try to get to the heart of 
um, developing their faith or deepening their faith in a relationship with the Lord. So I decided maybe it was the magic of Sweet 16, but after I chose my top 16, I just kind of felt like, I think that's enough. I think that will whet people's appetites with ways and nuances of how God works with the people He's created, and maybe if that resonates with people and they want more, maybe I can do another book with the next 16. <laughs> there you go. Just to kind of take people deeper. So so tell us about the first chapter in your book, Quiet Conversations, uh, about talking about that God longs to be close to us. Yes. Well, that was, I felt that that was perhaps the wisest choice to be the first chapter, because I wrote the 16 chapters not necessarily in the order that they appear right now in the book, but when I was done, I then had an editor who was wonderful, and he helped not only just kind of edit the manuscript, but we had nice discussions about what would be the best, whether it's logical or uh, thematic, but what would be the best order for the chapters to be in. So we both agreed that that would be a great place to start. And the reason I believe it's so important for us to grasp that God really longs to be close to us Mm -hmm. as humankind is because I think that is the absolute basis of a first step by God to want to form a relationship with each one of us. It's like when you meet a friend or you have a romantic encounter, but when you meet someone Someone among the two has to make the first step Mm. to say, you know, it's nice meeting you. I'd like to spend more time with you. Can we have coffee? Something. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there are so many examples since the beginning of time in Genesis all the way through the Old Testament. And then we see it clearly in the New Testament that God longed to be close enough to us that he became human in the flesh of Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. to come to earth. So there's a lot of beautiful examples And I feel that that's a very profound idea in and of itself, and yet it completely transforms our relationship with God Mm -hmm. when we know that if He's done this since the beginning of time, He wants to be close to me. He wants to be engaged and involved in my life. Mm -hmm. And that encourages me as a believer to want to also be close to Him. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, we have a lot more to talk about with Kim Harvey Brannon regarding her book, Quiet Conversations, What God Wants You to Know About Him. You're listening to Author's Corner, and I'm Roberta Foster. So, Kim, why don't you share with our listeners an experience in your life of how you really experience that God's presence with you? I've experienced God's very innate presence, very close presence in my life in very challenging, sad, difficult, tragic times, Mm -hmm. as well as in times of complete elation and joy. And then sometimes just in an everyday moment that is kind of surprising when you just see the hand of God or you feel His presence, like in nature. I love the ocean. I love bays. I love lakes. I love water. And I feel like I experience the vastness of God and His personality and presence when I 
am like, you know, a five-minute walk to Tampa Bay from where I live. And when I go down and I just enjoy looking at the beauty of the water, I just feel goosebumps sometimes on my arms, feeling his presence that as far as the eye can see where I cannot see the other side, I know that God is still there. And he's so vast, Um, particularly when my husband, John, who we were married almost 33 years, was diagnosed with leukemia. There were some really difficult, sad, challenging, mm-hmm. horrendous moments in the hospital late at night or early in the morning. And when doctors are scratching their heads and they're mm-hmm. not sure what to do next. And always, always, we spent time in prayer and we're just at the mercy of the Lord and saying, we don't know what's best. We're hoping you've put the right doctors in place. Mm-hmm. Help us learn from this. Our prayer from the very beginning uh, with John and me together when he was diagnosed was we said, Lord, don't let us miss one lesson mm-hmm. that you have for us throughout mm-hmm. this experience. Mm-hmm. And so it was a very, very learning experience. And we came to be aware that we were not alone at all through it. God was with us every step of the way. It was a very difficult experience. It was a very sad ending to it because John did not battle the disease. I mean, he battled it, but he didn't win it in the end. But so much glory to God came through his faith as Mm. he proclaimed um, throughout mm-hmm. the process that he was trusting God for whatever the ending was going to be, that it would still bring glory to him. Mm. What a wonderful and powerful testimony. Um, one of the thing, other things that you write about in, in your book is actually um, stopping negative thinking. And that's something that so many Christians have an issue with allowing negative thoughts to dictate uh, their life and what they do. So tell us about your um, recognition of that and how you work to overcome it. Absolutely. I believe negative thinking is a real obstacle in our faith Mm -hmm. and our trust in God Mm -hmm. growing and helping us to be able to live a more powerful and victorious life every day. So one year, it was before Easter, it was during Lent. My church, our pastor, always encourages us to perhaps give something up for Lent to remember the sacrifice of Christ. Well, that year, I started realizing that I'm a very positive person by nature. But in that last year, at that point, I felt like, you know, my go-to reaction to things has been negative. Why is that? I don't like to think negatively. I would hear a situation or something would occur, and my first go-to was, well, that's not good because of blah, blah, blah. And I started thinking, you know what? I don't want to live like that. It's detrimental. It doesn't give me the right positive energy. It doesn't improve my spiritual life. I'm not a better mother or wife or friend or daughter. So for Lent that year, I decided to give up negative thoughts. (laughs) And what I did was I got little pieces of paper And I kept them with me throughout my day, and if I was at work or at home or carting children around to piano lessons or football, and if I had a negative thought, I would write it on a piece of paper. And that night, after dinner, after all the kids were down, I would go away to myself in a room by myself and spend time with the Lord, and I would read through every one of the negative thoughts, and I would confess it to God, I would ask His forgiveness, and ask him 
to help get rid of those negative thoughts. And then I would tear them up in little pieces of paper. Mm. And it was such a powerful experience for me. I'm a very visual person. Maybe Uh that's why I'm a writer and I like to read words and hold them in my hands. So the visual of having the negative thoughts in writing, black and white before me, was really convicting to me. And so then tearing them up to realize God can help get rid of these in my Mm. life. And so it's really been a great um, long-term impact in my life that He continues to help me overcome negative thoughts and implant positive, hope-filled, joy-filled thoughts instead. Mm -hmm. What a great example of um, putting away the things that uh, God wants us to put behind us and and moving forward. So thank you for that testimony. Um, I'm talking today with Kim Harvey Brannon, and she's written this book, Quiet Conversations, What God Wants You to Know About Him. So Kim, tell our listeners how they can find out more about this book and things that you're up to. I have a website, and it's kimharveybrannon.com. And Brandon is B-R-A-N-N-A-N. And my book is available on Amazon. And there are links on my website to connect to Amazon to be able to purchase it. Another thing, though, I will just share about the book that has become a little more popular among folks that are sharing with me is at the end of each chapter, I have reflection questions for individuals mm-hmm. who read the book. Or they can be used in small group studies. Because I prompt discussion and to learn insights one from the other. And that has been something that recently several people have reached out to me and shared that they were involved in a small group study with the book. And that just Mm. brings great joy to me. Yes, absolutely. So one more time, the book is called Quiet Conversations, What God Wants You to Know About Him, written by Kim Harvey Brannon. And Kim, it's been a real pleasure chatting with you about your book, and thank you for providing it to us. And um, are you working on anything else at this uh, present time? I actually am working on a children's book right now, which has been kind of fun, and it's still in its developmental phase, but it's been kind of fun to go from something so adult-driven, I guess, Uh with the foundational principles that it's been kind of fun to do something a little lighthearted. So I'm enjoying that. Thank you for asking. Well, and I'm sure you'll post that on your website. So again, uh, what's the website that people can uh, follow you? www.kimharveybrannon.com. All righty. Well, to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. If you missed any part of today's interview or would just like to hear it again, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Roberta Foster on The Author's Corner. Join us again next time. Do you have five minutes for God? I'm Pastor Ed Wilson, and I believe there's no better way to begin each morning than spending a little time with Him. That's why every weekday morning I bring you a short devotional broadcast designed just for that. Look up God's Five Minutes wherever you get your podcast to kickstart your spiritual walk for each day. We'll always do it in five minutes or less. Have you talked to God today?